I'm back with a very special guest, Alexandria. Alexandria, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's so nice to catch up with you. It has been actually very fun. I really <laughs> enjoyed it. Good. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about your podcast, Pessimism at Its Finest? Okay, so I'm Alexandria, the host of Pessimism at Its Finest, a podcast where I talk about a little bit of everything, but also kind of rant and go on tangents about things that probably don't really matter like reality tv pop culture book i read just my life in general so if you want to keep up with me and potentially the times come on <laughs> over and listen to my episode of pessimism at its finest i love it and last time you were on the pod you were on episode 122 with me we talked about jesse james decker who is now having a baby which you broke this news to me she's one of those celebrities to me that it's like I know of her I kind of hate watch but like I don't follow her it's like I'll just check in every once in a while I'm in her I'm on her reddit group at JJD and family so I think I'm a little bit more invested than you but um, we all speculated the fourth pregnancy it's been out but it's very controversial because Eric has not posted about pregnancy at all so um i think it's a saved marriage baby so we'll see how things go after but it's exciting news that's not yeah so you think that he's not stoked that she's prego again no and i don't think she is either this is actually the worst she's looked in a pregnancy and i don't mean dress wise i mean emotionally like she doesn't look like she's enthused at all yeah she looks they're not really together. They, You know, they're normally very touchy-feely. Yeah. There's not a lot of posts. But before that, shortly before, she was traveling a lot without him. So I really do think this was a save the marriage, baby. But let's see if it actually works. Oh, my gosh. Wild times. Yeah. And we also talked about Jennifer Lopez. She had new music out at the time. And we're about to get her biopic. Oh, I didn't know about that. Let's see. Okay, I'm excited to see that. Let's see how much Ben and Jen we get in that. Yeah, well, apparently Ben Affleck is one of the, I think, producers. Or maybe he makes a cameo. So his fingerprints will be on it in some way. He's a good producer, so I think it will turn out well. I'll give him that. I hope so, because the trailer was a little weird. The concept is a little fantastical. It was giving, like, cats a little bit, or I don't know, like, just kind of, like, weird musical vibes. So, but I'm like, you're right. He is a good producer. Like, I think he's, he's a good actor, too. But, like, I feel like his writing and producing is actually, like, where he really shines. That's what he's won awards for, the writing and producing mainly. So I think anything he writes and produces, I enjoy. Anything he's starred in, I haven't 100% enjoyed, which is a controversial take. But I'm not a huge Ben fan, but I have to say, if he wrote it and he directed it and produced it, it's great. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's weird how that works out (laughs) sometimes. We all have talents. Yeah, no, that's so true. So today we're going to talk about the Barbie movie um, and it getting quote unquote snubbed at the Oscars. Uh, The Britney and Justin like update, Justin released new music. There was like this upset by Britney fans. We're going to talk about the hard launch of Bradley Cooper and Gigi Hadid and then some Super Bowl updates. And then Alexandria is going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week and share her this week in Petty. So, did you watch the Barbie movie? Oh, yes, I did. And I dressed up in pink. Oh, my gosh. Me too. (laughs) 
Did you enjoy it? I feel like I enjoyed it, but it wasn't like, I wasn't like, this is now, like, it definitely was my personality for like a month, but like, it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm thinking about this all the time. Like, this has like changed my life. Okay. I loved the Barbie movie. I was saying hi, Barbie, and hi, Ken to everybody for a long time. It did become (laughs) my personality. And... I think that the monologues in the film, especially the ending, I thought the ending was really impactful. So I did enjoy it. However, it wasn't Academy Award worthy. I don't think it was. 100%. This is the interesting part, I think. And the weird part about award shows that like, I don't think I'm even the best person to share this. But what I've gleaned from the internet is like, this was like the highest grossing movie of the year, this and Oppenheimer. So it's like, I feel like they should, or at least people think they should rule the award season. But in terms of like, was it the best movie I've ever seen? No. Was it the best movie I saw this year? I've, I, I've seen like three movies, so I I cannot even tell you, but it was nominated for eight Oscars. So Ryan Gosling for Best Supporting Actor, America Ferrer for Best Supporting Actress, Best Adapted Screenplay, Best Costume Design, Best Production Design, Best Original Song, Twice for I'm Just Ken, and What Am I Made For? And so people were upset because Greta Gerwig was not nominated for Best Director, Margot Robbie was not nominated for Best Actress, and then I guess it wasn't nominated for Best picture it was just a nominated for best adapted screenplay and I think that that's where people have problems because I think people assume I guess money at the box office equals best picture nominee I think a couple of things if we're going to talk about the quality of acting Ryan Gosling carried a little bit more than Margot Robbie because Margot Robbie played Barbie fantastically. Like, I'm not going to negate that. But the character who had actually a growth trajectory, like, kind of like a peak and a valley and who had more discovery was Ken. And America Ferrer's character. Yes. And Barbie was kind of the vehicle that got them there, if we think about it. Having said that, and this is going to be controversial, I don't think Ryan nor America should be nominated. That's my opinion. No, I I don't think that that's that controversial. I'm happy for America's nomination because I really like her. And I do think her acting was amazing. Like, I think she's an amazing actor. Do I think this role is the best role she's ever played? Absolutely not. She's in way better, way meatier roles in her career. And Ryan Gosling, again, great job as Ken. Loved it. Laughed, cried, whatever. But like... Really? He said, like, oh, like, you're absolutely right, Barbie. Like, I don't like I, I can't even like, I don't know, think about the I don't know what he needed compared to like the emotional depth that he had to like tap into compared to like other movies. I'm just like, I don't know if this is this is it. But then I also don't want to downplay comedic actors and stuff like it's so I feel like there's so much to discuss around this topic that I don't really know what the best answer is. But I will say I agree 
I agree that Greta Gerwig should have been nominated for Best Director. That was yes. fantastic direction. Yes. I don't really think Ryan in America needed the nomination. It was a good adapted screenplay, so I will say that's right. Best Costume Design is 100% right. Correct. Best Production Design and Best Original Song. It's the acting of itself that I believe it really didn't need to be nominated because it's a surface-level film in that capacity. So... And I look at the Academy for depth in some ways. So I don't know. I think the Academy are films where there's depth, but Greta really did get snubbed and I'll give her that. Yes. Yes. It's so funny. Cause you, I feel like you're always like, this is going to be controversial. And then it's just everything I agree with. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess we have the same opinions, but like, no, like totally. I think that Greta did an amazing job of directing, but also it's like, if you look at Greta's career, which I know where the Academy Awards just looks at this year, not anything in the past, but it's like, I feel like this is her worst movie that I've seen. Like, I love Lady Bird and Little Women and stuff like that way more than this one. But the other piece about this, I think, is that the Oscars need Greta and Margot Robbie as two of the biggest stars in film right now to promote their show and I think that they use them to promote the show so it's like that part also sucks yeah it's kind of scummy in many ways but Hollywood can be that way yeah and so I know that's it's like what did we expect anything different you guys like (laughs) not really no (laughs) but it does suck I do think Greta deserved her flowers I think if you're gonna exclude Margot exclude Ryan too even if they had left America and they had like excluded Ryan. I don't think it would look so bad, but she didn't have to win, but you could have nominated her. Yeah, it's funny because I think people also forget after we all watched Barbie in the summer, people were talking about how Ken's performance was the like memorable part. Yeah. And so I feel like it's a little bit of revisionist history that we're saying all of a sudden when that is kind of confirmed that like we're all shocked because everyone was saying how he kind of quote unquote stole the show and we were mad then because it was like oh my gosh how did you know the guy steal the show in like a feminist movie so his you know song I'm just Ken also got nominated I kind of think that that's almost like a SNL sketch type of song Oh, no, that was the way that it was actually written. It's three different. I can't remember the exact terminology now, but it was actually if you look at the sheet music, it's a very intricate song. Okay, that's good to know because I just don't have that ear. Yeah, no, it was well done. Really was well done. And the transitions were it's like, I don't know if you've ever heard. Okay, you know, Queen. Yes, yes. Bohemian Rhapsody. It was kind of done in that kind of style right so, okay so that is this that it's kind of it was well done i thought it was really well done what am i made for i did not like that song at all but I, that could just be <laughs> i i don't like love maybe like the production on it but like i like the lyrics and the sentiments and stuff like that so uh but it just makes me like cry and like it's not a song that i like want to listen to because 
I don't want to like think about those types of things. <laughs> I I was just listening and I again, I'm not a huge Billie Eilish fan and I think mm-hmm. that's the problem. I think I only like one song by her, but I I was never enamored with her. So I think that listening to it I was just incredibly bored. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to see Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice and Aqua get nominated. I'm joking. Yeah, <laughs> they should have been nominated. No, but like actually that was the song that I was like singing more. <laughs> like I I, I really want yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Dua Lipa? Yeah. Dance the night away? Yeah, even Pink by Lizzo, like, I would have understood, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the so Academy funny. loves Billy. That's what we'll say. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah, what did you think about just, like, the absolute meltdown the internet had about it? I personally just didn't... I understood where they were coming from because she's the star of the film. But then my first thing was, how many films did we have this year with female leads? Because right. that will also that also determined the pool. So I was a little bit like, she was good. Does she care? And if she, I just don't think it it was Margot Robbie's Academy Award winning role anyway. And she could be nominated, she couldn't. But I wasn't I wasn't too upset, and I just didn't understand what what where the internet was coming from. But the internet likes to melt down. I feel like I, Tanya could have been her Oscar-winning yeah. movie, but... She that, has others. Yeah, totally. And she will have others in her career. Like, this isn't career-ending for her. Like, she'll be just fine. The last thing I'll say is that I actually did predict this. I um, did a 2024 pop culture predictions episode on the What I Will Say Patreon Uh, So you can go check that out over there. But I did say, and I felt like at the time this was kind of a layup prediction because I could see it already happening. But I I said, I think that Ken will be the star of the award season in the Barbie verse and that people are going to be upset. And then like that exact same thing happened. So you foresaw the future. You have psychic abilities. Probably. In pop culture. Yeah, and and only in pop culture. For pop culture crystal ball. <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. Oh my god. Okay, let's talk about Britney and Justin. So Justin Timberlake released new music for the first time since I think 2018. If you don't count any of his trolls soundtracks, which like I don't personally. Um, and the song is called Selfish. And he's been all over TV promoting it. He played a show in Memphis. It was a free show. And then he was on SNL as the musical guest. What do you think of the song Selfish? So I listened to it once. The lyrics were kind of indicative of the Britney drama in the way that I listened to it. I think it was a good song. I mean, it's written and produced by with Louis Bell. I think he's done a lot of music for a couple big artists recently but I it didn't resonate with me in any way I think we're over the Justin era I think he needs Timbaland back this oh is just God, not yes. that was a duo that was a yes. really good duo yes throw Nelly Furtado in there and like <laughs> yeah now we're cooking with gas yeah I couldn't agree more that like I listened to it and I was like hey I'll like Probably won't listen to it again, but it wasn't, like, atrocious. I do – I don't like Justin Timberlake as a person, but I do like his music, 
Um, not, I feel like deep cuts, but you know, I like, like his popular songs and I didn't think that this like led with a bang, like for this to be the comeback song, you want something a little spicier. He needed Timbaland. That's number one. Number two, I think a bunch of artists have that album and it's very hard for them to follow it up. Like Hozier has his title album. And mind you, the one that he just released was probably the closest to that. But he can't, I don't think he's going to replicate the success of Take Me to Church. Now we're just, we're, we're, Justin Timberlake is concerned. While his best songs were on his first album, Justified, Future Sex Love Sounds as a body of work is his best album from start to finish. He had an orchestra, he had rappers, he had techno beats, and it was just done superbly. I don't even think he's had, not even, was it Suit and Tie was the album? Was that yep. song after? It was good, but that album wasn't good. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't been able to replicate that. So I don't think anything he's going to do after that album is going to be as great, but he has the potential to go there. Totally. That's my opinion. Yeah, like he's the Prince of Pop and this was not giving Prince of Pop. This was giving like you're shopping at the grocery store and there's like background music. I, at yes. least I thought, but just like you, I listened to it once because I didn't want to give him the satisfaction of a stream because he was has been receiving backlash for many years, a lot from the Britney Spears uh, memoir and their relationship and like new details that came to light about that. As well as obviously the Janet Jackson Super Bowl controversy. Oh, yeah. And so the Britney Army decided to stream her song Selfish, which is a bonus track deep cut off of the album Femme Fatale that was released 13 years ago. Great album, by the way. And it literally went to number one on the iTunes charts. You know what? Go Britney. I That's know. All I have to say. <laughs> no, seriously, this is fucking funny. You know, I enjoy that because she said she's not releasing any more music. So as long as she goes in the charts again for something, I'm excited because I love her. No, that's so true. I don't want to put pressure on her to release new stuff if that's not where she's at. So to just give her this, again, bump of like success, I think is just so funny. And because Selfish doesn't have a music video, um, Brittany Army, myself included, I was streaming all weekend, um, made Oops, I Did It Again, a number one on the iTunes music video charts, beating out both like of Justin's, you know, new, new music. So, wow. Yeah. It's just so funny. It reminds me a lot of the BTS army where they do kind of like trolly stuff on the internet for, you know, the, the people that they ride for. And I don't know. It was just really fun. I just, I was having a good time this weekend. First of all, I'm happy that she's beating out Justin in this way. It's like karma for him. And I know he hates it. Number two, I did not know who BTS was until they had a pop-up store at Eaton Center in Toronto. So, and everyone's like, you don't know who they are. And I'm like, who are they? <laughs> but <laughs> That's so funny. Unfortunately, I basically only know the song better, but I do have it on my like list of things that I want to do. And that's explore K-pop because I feel like I would really like that genre of music. I just know Gangnam Style and um, Psy. That was my introduction to To (laughs) K-pop. And I think that's where it stopped. But I I feel like that was a lot of people's introductions to (laughs) K-pop. 
That's a great so song, though. Yeah, I, you know, still rings true. Um, like what, 10, 15 years later? Oh, yeah. So this was where it kind of got a little weird, but Britney Spears posted on Instagram a screenshot of the SNL performance of Justin and Jimmy Fallon uh, from this past weekend. And she posted, I want to apologize for some of the things I wrote in my book. I, If I offended any of the people I genuinely care about, I'm deeply sorry. It's so good. Oh, and then referring to the picture of Jimmy and Justin, it's so good. And how come every time I see Justin and Jimmy together, I laugh so hard. But then she deleted it. So I feel like this might have been a way to tell her fans like, hey, guys, like I don't need you to like, you know, disrupt the music charts to like screw over this guy because I th- I think she's a sweetheart. I, I don't think she yeah. wants like bad things to happen to people regardless of like things they might have done to her. And I I, I like that quality about her. Like I, I do really like that quality about her. But I was like, girl, like get him like sink his ship like who gives a fuck he's like a loser (laughs) I think that she I think she's civil with Justin I think she wants to be sometimes she does her dance videos to his music which is right I think she genuinely is not upset she just wanted to tell her story and he happened to be a part of it and she didn't want him to get any backlash and also I think she has a lot of anxiety and so I think I think she wanted to be nice and then she got anxious and deleted it or I think that's what it was. But she really does seem like a sweet, sweet person who's had a really rough time. But I do like that Justin's getting some karma. So Me too. No, it's really feeding my soul. But I completely agree. Like, I think she's nervous that she would, you know, maybe not that she got canceled for her, you know, like mental breakdown in 2007, 2008. But like it was mostly, you know, hate. And I feel like she's, she would be worried that that would happen again. And I think that you're right about the way that she spoke about Justin. I think it was a lot more neutral than we probably interpreted it. Like, I think we put maybe a lot of the ill feelings on him because we just want to support Britney. I think she pointed out things that she was upset about, obviously, with, like, him playing guitar in the hot black scent she talked about. And then I there might have been another thing that she's specifically talked about with Justin that I can't think of. But, like, I feel like because we don't like him, we were, like, really kind of... We are mean. We were yeah, mean. And we were we personalized it. <laughs> yes. We did. Yes. We did. <laughs> definitely speaking but I think it was neutral it was well written but again and if he was so upset he would have charged not charged he would have filed a lawsuit that's what he would have done if he was super upset he's the type yeah and he didn't really say anything where he has said things in the like responded to controversy in the past so I'm not sure what his kind of move is here but I think just like dropping a new song without doing any type of like good PR stories just didn't work this time. I don't think he cares. And honestly, his popularity is waning. And the unfortunate thing is since Britney's book, his popularity really really hit him in a negative way, even though she wasn't trying to be. But people were very upset from the breakup. So I I don't don't think it was going to get any better. 
I, we'll see. This is what I want to do. I want to grab his shoulders. I want to shake him a little bit. And I want to say, reunite with NSYNC. Like, mm-hmm. get over your fucking ego. If you want to be the Prince of Pop again, you have to. Like, I feel like his only option, it may be Timbaland, number one, to reunite with NSYNC. I mean, look at the Backstreet Boys. Look how well it is going for them. But I think that he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to at all. The rest of the boys are on board. But... I think he was a princess from the start. Another thing, and I don't know if people realize this, but I think his name's Max Martin. Yes. He wrote the song Love. Um, what's that backstreet? I, I want it that way. Mm-hmm. He also wrote Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby one more time if you're curious ever. But he wrote majority of the Backstreet Boys songs. So they never really had to come together to write. It was to come together to perform. While Justin Timberlake wrote a lot of NSYNC songs. And he wrote with a lot of the group. So it was a different kind of working relationship. And so I wonder if he just doesn't have that benefit qua for it anymore. While the Backstreet Boys are just more of, they're just performers. They're solely right. performers. Right, right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that there was a lot of back and forth between him and J.C. Chazé. Because I think that they had ideas for the group. And neither, like, they wanted to be the center of attention. And I don't think Backstreet Boys had it the same way. Like, I definitely think that there was maybe some of the band members that people liked more. But I think with... And sync there was more like turmoil, turmoil. But like, boy, I should call it my friend Kelly from Beyond the Blinds. Like, I feel like I'm not as well versed in boy band lore as some people are. No, I am. I would like a One Direction reunion because I started liking them later in life, like last year. Um, but I'll... <laughs> what brought you to that? <laughs> Actually. I got TikTok for a month, then deleted mm. it because it was too over-consuming. Mm. And I heard as it was. And I said, this is a good song. And then I kind of got into um, the One Direction through Harry Styles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I prefer One Direction to Harry Styles. But I'm also a huge, <laughs> back, a huge Backstreet Boy fan. So um, I, I love any boy band info. So there's Yeah, that. I love that. I love that. Okay, so we'll... We'll see if there's any other, like, I don't know, falling, not falling out, but, like, repercussions of uh, the Britney army getting selfish to number one because uh, we have to see, like, what the Billboard charts say and stuff like that. This was, again, just the iTunes charts, but funny nonetheless. Okay, let's talk about Gigi Hadid and Bradley Cooper. Do you like this pairing? I kind of like it. I feel that Bradley Cooper is kind of chaotic, but he's settled down in recent years. I also feel like Gigi, and this is my con- like my controversial controversial thought. I feel like she's getting ready to transition out of modeling full time and heading more into different realms. And I think being with Bradley is going to be good for her as she makes that transition. Also, having an older man in her life kind of looks good, especially as she's in motherhood. I don't think Bradley has any kids, right? She has obviously her kid Kai with the aforementioned One Direction member Zayn Malik. Yes. So I think that this is interesting. I think they, they're they both beautiful people, so they'll look good together. Bradley Cooper is 49 and Gigi Hadid is 28. So they have a 21-year age gap, which like... Oh. <laughs> literally oh because this is the thing is like 
aesthetically, obviously, they look beautiful together because they are both really hot people. I also think Gigi Hadid, like, she is a mom. And, like, I think that that does mature people. So I'm like, okay, that's, like, maybe not as weird as, like, some of these, like, Leo age gap things. But I'm like, can you just imagine, like, Gigi is friends with Taylor Swift and... Kendall Jenner and stuff like that. Could you imagine Bradley fucking Cooper hanging out with those girlies? Okay, so the thing is, first of all, that I didn't realize he was that old because he doesn't look his age. So get on him. Get on him. (laughs) I thought he was in his 30s, actually. I don't know why I thought. I, I don't know why I didn't realize how old he was. That is a big age gap. But um, my friends have recently kind of explored that age gap and so they do have their boyfriends with us we're Gigi's age and kind of okay nice okay interesting sometimes I think it's awkward if you don't have youth to your age you don't feel youthful in your age but I I mean it is weird but not as weird as the Leo age gap yeah but it is weird it's weird when you think about it but I think if you sit in it for a while and especially in Hollywood it's not it's not that weird And I think the other piece is that it's not a trend. No. And I want to correct myself. uh, Bradley does have a child. Oh. Daughter named Leah or Leia with Irina Shayk. And so I also want to say, so Irina Shayk, I think she is 33. So that was the other thing that I was thinking about is that like, it's not like Leo where it's like a slew of 25 year olds. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe that is a a controversial take because I'm not a, like, I don't like age gap. I I think it's weird in like 99.9% of cases. So yes, you know, as I said, I didn't, I hated them until I no, I still don't love them, but I, I'm more open to them because I've sat in areas with them. So in some cases, I'm like, this is not it at all. And in some cases, I'm like, okay, I can see how this dynamic works for you. Totally. Totally. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. And they kind of hard launched their relationship this week because they've been seen together throughout the fall as early as October but on the 25th of January, they had some paparazzi photos taken of them in London, England. So immediately I'm like, this is set up because there's, you know, the paparazzi doesn't work in London, I don't believe, like it does in New York and L.A., where this could be a random sighting. And then the other thing that was sus about them hanging out is she was wearing her brand, guest in residence which is a clothing line and he was wearing louis vuitton which he is an ambassador of and Ah. so i was like hey is this relationship fully fake because we've gotten like maybe like say five spottings of them out since october but then when we do it's getting paparazzi shots promoting your brand so I'm like I wonder if they're just like hey we're two hot single people this could be really good PR for us it could be that too and I know a lot of celebrities do that so I could see it also maybe one brand reached out to another and they made an arrangement together but I think especially brands like Louis Vuitton want to get as many eyes as they can on their ambassadors wearing their clothes and this is good for Gigi as well. So I think 
could totally be that but it also could just be a regular relationship totally. you're right, paparazzi do not work in the same way in london now that i think about it yeah it's like they must have hired them because they wouldn't just be roaming the streets and then no. happen, to happen upon them so they must have called and set it up but yeah you're totally right about like Gigi, i think this benefits her a lot because she has this new clothing brand and like you mentioned before that she might be transitioning out of modeling what would make sense for her to go into fashion and so it really helps if she's working with you know a very serious very like well-regarded movie star and he's also a fashion Mm -hmm. boy I mean that does that does make sense I can definitely see that um but even if they are dating I think they'll be cute and they'll be fashionable together and it'll be good PR totally totally he was wearing like an uh this was the one thing that I was thinking I was like I'm clearly not fashionable because he was wearing like a toque that was like blue and the thickest largest toque like it reminded me of like the size of Pharrell's hats that he used to wear. Oh, those those with the top. Yeah, and I was like, why, why are you wearing this? Like, I'm not loving this look, but I guess I'm just oh, not no. chic enough. She looks great. He looks like he just rolled out of bed, put on the first jacket that he saw, plus some. Are those Travis Scott Nikes? I are think they? those are Travis Scott Nikes. Actually, he's really doing the fashion thing, hey. Yes, I don't quote me, but I think those are the Travis Scott. <laughs> yeah, he's really going for the fashion stuff. And he also is doing a lot of press for his movie Maestro for the Oscars. I think he's making a run for, you know, best Oscar or best actor in that role. So he needs to be out and about. So, yeah, she looks really good in this leather jacket. She's kind of wearing those 90s small framed sunglasses cute little braid and he looks like just look like he just she said i'm coming over be ready in five that's what it looks like and he he spent two (laughs) yes like like and he spent zero of those minutes getting ready like no truly he's wearing a peacoat sneakers can't blue camo pants cargo pants and again the largest toque i've ever seen well it's a it's a look for him. It's a look totally. that he enjoys. Totally. Last question for you. Do you think that they could make their red carpet debut at the Oscars? I mean, I could see it because Gigi hasn't been on a red carpet in a while. However, however, this is more of a Met Gala relationship. So I feel like they could hold off until then, let it simmer a bit more, let us talk about it a bit more. But also, he does like to have someone on his arm. So we'll see. Yeah, that's such a good point that maybe if it's not at the Oscars, we could bank on the Met Gala. That's a really good point. Okay, let's talk about the Super Bowl. So, like, I don't care about football at all. Are, do you watch football? No. No, like, could care could care less, truly. The Chiefs and the 49ers are going to the Super Bowl. Again, I'm not following for that reason. I am strictly following it for the Taylor and Travis content. Because, obviously, Travis plays for the Chiefs. We've seen Taylor at every game this fall, or like 99% of the games. Um, Because this was the game that they needed to win to enter the Super Bowl, there was like tons of press. They stormed the field. 
Um, and we got some like, I would say like intimate, not BTS because it wasn't behind the scenes, but like we got some more interactions of them kissing and kind of maybe saying, I love you. And just a little more of their relationship. What do you think about this? My goodness gracious. I, I feel like your fans will not like what I have to say (laughs) in any capacity or shape or form. So so I've actually been a Travis Kelsey fan for many years, for over five years. I've I've loved Travis Kelsey. I also like Jason Kelsey. I was listening to their podcast before Taylor. I was listening, watching Travis when he was with his ex-girlfriend. Like I just, I loved Travis Kelsey. So the reason I think that I did not connect with this relationship is that I felt when all of the racism was going towards his ex-girlfriend, I felt felt that one Instagram story with a black screen kind of settled everything. And it was a very, I think, watching their entire relationship via Instagram, via interviews, and then the interviews he did about her and the payment issue or the money issues and then heading into Taylor and then not even putting out a little bit of a statement to have it stop. I, It turned me off of Travis so not Taylor Swift to turn me off Travis in some ways. So that's why I think the relationship has not hit the way it's supposed to hit to me. Having said that, having said that, I like the way they met. I like the fact that he wanted to give her a friendship bracelet. Is it a friendship bracelet? Mm-hmm. But they do. And then, um, and then she got wind of it. He's cute. She's cute. So it works out. The feel thing, though, I... Maybe because they don't resonate with me. It's cute, but I wasn't enamored by it. <laughs> I mean, I'm more interested in the Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift friendship than I am in Travis and Taylor. And I actually do go to Brittany Mahomes page for updates on Taylor and her friendship. So I don't. That's so funny. I am glad that you're here to keep us in check because we need that. I feel like I am very easily distracted by a few cute kissing bitches. Are you referring to his girlfriend that he met on Catching Kelsey? Or is this a different girlfriend? This Kayla. No, I don't think he met her on Catching Kelsey. Because I'm really only familiar with his dating history with the winner of the Catching Kelsey TV show because I rewatched, not rewatched it. I watched it for the first time for my Patreon. But he previously dated Kayla Nicole, who is a on-air reporter. Uh, looks like probably I'm assuming in a, a sports reporter, sports broadcaster. It looks like she hosts for ESPN, Barstool, among other media outlets. So like obviously killing it. And she's been putting out, I feel like frequent statements, I would say, about how she's been treated after their breakup yeah it was really bad if you looked at the comments under her photos it was really 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 bad um it's some of the worst racism I've seen in a long time on social media and that's why I said one statement like he could have posted a blacked out Instagram story and basically been like stop we don't I don't stand for this but I think it would have quieted down but it it was bad she had to deactivate her Instagram it's finally starting to settle down now but people still comment on it and it was a lot about how taylor had more money how taylor was the upgrade and then other things that were quite derogatory but 
I felt really bad for her in complete honesty. I just don't think anybody deserves that. No. And it really did taint my view on Travis plus the whole like she basically said that she had to pay for a lot of things in the relationship. And then he went on a podcast and essentially confirmed that. He said it will if she needed some food, obviously I would help her get food. And I'm just saying Yeah, so he forced her to pay half of everything when so he it's like he's a multi million dollar athlete yeah. in the tens of millions of dollars, I'm assuming. And like we have no pay parity. Black women in the States make like what 60 cents the dollar of a white man like it's this is pretty brutal it was just it was awful and then the cheating rumors and all of that so and it got to a point where she had to leave him it's not that he left her because things got so bad in the relationship it was unfortunate she left him once he came mm-hmm. crawling back and then mm-hmm. she left him again but he didn't come crawling back the last time mm-hmm so and then now we have the whole Taylor Swift relationship. So and the the good thing is he can't really play with Taylor in the way that he played with Kayla because the Swifties will come after him and he'll mm-hmm. get a whole album written about him and his life will be over. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. But isn't that so gross to think that it's like we won't listen to Kayla Nicole, but we will listen if Taylor Swift ever said something. Oh, yeah. But it's also power, right? It's not. It's the power and influence. The Swifty, she's got her. She's got her squad. She but does. I, and there's rumors about the fact that they could potentially get married. Did you hear that? Like she's the one. Yeah. It. It really seems like people are pushing that they would get engaged, like and married pretty quickly. I honestly have been a big proponent of this because I think that a lot of times people will date, you know, throughout their late twenties early 30s a partner for a long time and then I've just seen it I feel like in my life and with celebs where you break up with that person and then the next person you date just like happens to be your you know forever person well yeah I feel that that could be the case here 100% Taylor looks so in love with him she looks so happy she just stares at him with all this love and I I was thinking I'm like he's not looking at her like that but he's also very sweaty and he cut his elbow so he could be in pain (laughs) Yeah, she's probably, like, so overwhelmed. And she was, like, her eyes were, like, gla- not glazed over, but, um like, misty with tears. Like, it was the most emotion I've seen out of her. Like, the only other emotion I've really seen out of her when she's, like, crying and stuff like that or getting misty-eyed is, like, when she's talking about her fans at, yeah. like, Eras tours and stuff like that. Like, the shows that she plays. So, like, to see this amount of emotion over a person, not, like, an award or her fans or her family is is something I don't think we've really seen before. So that's what keeps me interested. They're also just a very good looking couple. Yes, they are. They're very, as I said, no, this is not a knock against Taylor at all. This is all my Travis negativity, but they're so cute together. But I need to know how her red lipstick stayed just perfect. I was just thinking that. How? I don't know. She must like, she must do like a powder and a setting spray afterwards or something like I don't get how throughout all of her shows and through the rain and the sweat and the spraying champagne that it has stayed at all these football games 
Yeah. But I'm excited to see if they get married. They're the hot topic right now. And I'm kind of glad that the Chiefs went to um, are going back to the Super Bowl because we'll see a Super Bowl Taylor. Nothing better than if she was actually doing the Super Bowl this year. And <laughs> this is the next best thing that we have that um, yes. she'll be there in some capacity. But yeah, I'm really I'm really excited to see that. I liked looking at all of her looks. I liked like she was wearing a bracelet that said TNT for Travis and Taylor. Like it's just been it's just oh, been wow, fun. She's in love. Yeah, she's L O V E like in love. Is it the karma's the guy on the Chiefs? Is that what the Yeah, <laughs> coming straight home to me. Yeah, truly, truly. Okay, let's wrap up with our two segments. This is the part of the show where our guest is going to nominate a Pettyweight Champion of the Week, someone in the media who did something petty and it was iconic. Alexandria, who are you nominating this week? I'm going to nominate <laughs> my favorite people to hate, Nick Viall and Natalie Joy for their quick turn on Tom Sandoval. It's so fascinating. No, Nick Viall is someone like Jesse James Decker that I love to hate. I will not unfollow him because I love to hate him. And Natalie Joy, I loved to hate her until she got pregnant and then she turned on Nick with the pregnancy hormones and I loved her. And I just love her. <laughs> Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Because again, I follow them in a, in a you know, arm's length way. So I actually did not press the follow button until they were in New York City at the beginning of her pregnancy and she asked him for a donut. And he said, I'll get you donuts. Don't worry about it. Promising her the most gourmet donut in the entire world. And then he takes her to Dunkin' Donuts. And she goes on an Instagram tangent and she is just so upset. But she was just roasting him the entire beginning of the pregnancy. He made a he did a podcast episode about how he may not like his kid. She checked him really quickly. He made comments about how he was basically gloating about how he got her pregnant on the first try and she had to check him very quickly. So even though she's significantly younger than him, and this is the type of age gap where it's problematic because he started dating her at 19 and he was 38. That's a problematic age gap right there. But she has just been checking him left, right, and center. And I gained a respect for her that I didn't have before. And it's on things that matter. So I'm team Natalie Joy, but I think I dislike Nick more now. So that, that is so wild. No, I I love this. I love this so much. But so Nick did the show Special Forces, if you haven't seen it. Personally, I haven't. I've only watched clips of Tyler Cameron. But um, he basically became friends with Joe Siwa, Tyler Cameron, and Tom Sandoval. And he had Tom Sandoval on an episode of his podcast. They were buddy buddy. Yeah. But Tom, but Tom Schwartz was speaking negatively about Tom Sandoval, and Nick and Natalie basically agreed with him. Natalie reposted negative things about Tom, and I really thought that was a petty turn of events. He was also talking speaking poorly about Tom in general, and I just thought it was very, like, um, lossless. It was tacky, and frankly, very petty, which we know Nick to be. Totally. And correct me if I'm wrong, that's because he was late because they were Tom and Tom were supposed to do the podcast together. And then Tom was an hour late, an hour late. And then they were talking shit about Tom before he arrived to the studio. Yeah. yeah. And and like, I just think 
so it's like you're gonna be his friend on this show and like yeah play buddy buddy with tom and tom but then like absolutely air like air i feel like use him to like win over audiences yeah because the cool thing to do right now is hate on tom sandoval which is fair he did an awful thing that no one is excusing him for but to be a fake friend to him and then brutalize him in the public eye is so weird yeah but that's nick that's what nick did does to everybody that's why nick and chris Harris are not friends anymore that's why he's not as close to the bachelor franchise anymore because he went on a whole petty tangent after he didn't become the host right so you know i think that nick he might be 42 heading on 43 but he has maturity of his 24 year old fiance and i think that he's just not he's I get that he has a top podcast, but he's just not a good person. He's super petty, always been. But I just didn't like how they did this. And plus the reposting negative things about Tom Sandoval. I didn't didn't really like that. That was really tacky. Plus, it's like, let's talk about what he did with Ariana and like the way he treats women on VPR. Let who gives a fuck that he was late, says the girl that's always late. But like, (laughs) like. I did. I don't know. There was. A, I was like, stick to the point. Like, talk about what he did was wrong. Like, what? Yeah, which they did. I think get into that in the episode. I don't think they gave him like a free pass per se. But I am curious to see what Tom Sandoval thinks after this because I'm assuming he thought Nick was his friend. I think he did. I really think he did. And also, LA traffic is bad. Give him some grace. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the end of the day, I think he did think Nick was his friend, one of his only celebrity friends. So this is going to be very interesting. Very interesting to see what's going to happen there. But yeah, I'll give it to Nick and Natalie. Last thing I want to say about them is I'm just so annoyed that their podcast is so successful. He's a very good interviewer. He's a very good interviewer. I have to give him that. I don't really like his episodes where he gives advice. Yeah. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Very good interview. If you guys want to listen to a controversial interview, listen to the Tyler Cameron interview and let we can comment or I guess how you feel about how she responded to Tyler Cameron, how Natalie did. It's a little bit controversial. That's oh, a controversial I'm interesting because I obviously love Tyler Cameron uh, with all my being. He yeah. handled himself so well. Natalie. Oh, interesting. Natalie did not. And Nick just kind of sat there. So it was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. But I think Natalie was enamored by his beauty as well. So (laughs) that's relatable. Yeah, I think like you're right that I will give Nick that he's a good interviewer. I think he's like an engaging conversationalist. But yeah, it just gives the worst, worst sexist advice. Like and like stop giving dating advice when you were a perpetual bachelor till 38 and then wed a child bride. Like, I don't know. I just like I I have I have so much to say about Nick Bial and and that and I think. I could do a whole episode on the sexy things he said. Yeah. It's, he is so, con- like, not controversial, but um, he's probably the one celebrity I love to hate to follow because yeah. he drives me absolutely nuts. Me too. And- me too. And that's why I'm annoyed that his podcast is so successful, like, that he's getting, I'm like, stick to fucking talking about like bts of reality tv like we don't need the advice or like the gypsy rose blanchard interviews or whatever but like 
I don't know. He's a smart guy. Like he's a smart, he's smart. And he obviously knows he's one of the people outside of the franchise that I feel like has moved past like him and Rachel Lindsay. Yes. And there's probably a few others. uh, Caitlin Bristow, like that have moved past being known for just the bachelor. And so like there has to be, we have to give him some credit in that regard. I also want to end on this note. Do you know her name, Trisha? Yeah, yeah. So she did a podcast episode and she basically outed Nick and Natalie's relationship and the age gap and how uncomfortable she felt um, being in the room with them when she found out. And it's the first time I heard her actually speak that deeply about anything. And it was very, she was kind of freaked out and she was being very serious. So if you want an actual good recap of the relationship, Trisha Patti has actually gave the best one that there's a, is available. So. Right. And that's on her podcast, Just Trish? Yes. Interesting. Three or four weeks ago. Okay, cool. I'm good. definitely going to check that out. Okay, let's wrap up with This Week in Petty, where our guests will share a story about something that happened to them in their real lives that they are petty about. What are you petty about this week? So, I am so... I don't know if I'm petty or if I'm upset with my own self, but I'm a huge WWE fan. And for my birthday, I wanted to watch the Royal Rumble in a bar. And I sat down next to this guy. He's, he's British. And if I had to write on paper everything I've ever wanted in a man, it would probably be this man. You, he was tall. He was successful. He had a condo downtown Toronto. He had a house so back rich. in England. <laughs> house back in England. And he loved WWE. And then he's also going to WrestleMania too. And I'm going this year. And so he said, can I have your number? So I'm like, great. I'm two pints of beer down. Put my number in his phone. And I don't click save. So he hugs me as I'm leaving. He's like, I'll text you. I leave. And then I said, wait, I never saved that number. I just handed him back the phone. and Didn't save it. So I don't think it actually went to his phone petty about iphone settings okay literally can you like please go on i know you don't have tiktok but like please go on tiktok or twitter or something and put out like a like hey gals like help me find this man (laughs) like i like we had a meet cute and then like internet do your like search or something like that i'm dead but I guess so the there's a possibility that you could go to this event and bump into him. There's like 60,000 people there. But if it's your soulmate. (laughs) Actually, that would be actually epic. If I that would be better than just meeting at a bar. It's like, yeah, then we like how serendipitous if you don't connect now and then you bump into him there you have you know you have to go to like every event like start to finish like (laughs) maybe make a sign that says like hello like british man from toronto or whatever his name is like remember me (laughs) like slide into my dms i have to add this in is so i entered a raffle just out of fluke and i was saying i don't think i'm gonna win he said today could be your lucky day and i put on my jacket to leave I feel someone grab my jacket and turn me around. I'm like, what? what's up? He said, you know you want $100, right? Where are you going? 
So I was about to walk out without my hundred dollars if it wasn't for this man. No, I said, how do- I'm sold. Like this is it for you. I was, <laughs> like- I was like, how do you know I want a hundred dollars? He's like, have you not been following the raffle? I'm like, no. He's like, have you? He's like, yeah, you're number fifteen. I was like, he didn't even know. This is the romance novel that you can write in <laughs> about your fucking life. <laughs> and I'll come on ready to be romance. Yes, yeah, we can discuss it. <laughs> No, I'm dead. That's amazing. That's amazing. I and all of the Petty Betties will put out positive vibes and thoughts that you will reconnect with this man at some point. Maybe he'll listen. Maybe he's listening right now. (laughs) You know what? Let's let's cross our fingers. And if I do bump into him, I'll give an update. Please. Oh my God. I would die. I just, I wish that on somebody like, you know, when you're like your friends, like on a airplane or like they're taking a vacation and you're like, this is it for them. Like, this is it for yeah. you. I'm like, I was so, why did I not press save? I know. I, you know, you were two was, pints, you were two pints in. I was, and I was so focused on the show that I wasn't, I'm like, he's not going anywhere. He's right beside me. And he was giving me like little micro touches too. I'm like, oh, you like me. You think I'm cute. I'm like, I love this. And I hug out the door like hug, line, and sinker. I know. Anyway, that's my, that's my petty. Anyways, we will put those po- positive vibes out there for you. And thank you. Yeah. I, yeah, we wish you all the best. And you'll have to come back on if, anything if there's a you know part two to this story i'll update yeah please do but yeah this is the time to make one of those tiktoks it's like okay girlies like help me out and then someone will be like that's my brother or like that's my friend's best friend like here's his ad or whatever let's see well i don't know i'm not I don't know if I can do that. I'm not confident enough for that. But no, literally, I would. I would never do that either. So I don't know why I'm telling you to do that. Okay, Petty Betty's way in. What should Alexandria do? Like, we need the next steps. Let me know. Yeah, please. Okay, this was super, super fun. Can you let the listeners know where they can find you and anything else you want to plug? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at pessimism at its finest. You can also find me on Twitter at pessimismpod. You can just find me on anywhere you listen to podcasts, Pessimism at its Finest. And if you want to see what I'm reading. I love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Alexandria for joining me on today's episode. We have a few updates for some stories we cover because we record obviously a few days before the episode gets released. Um, Justin Timberlake... Uh, when he was performing this past weekend, he made a statement and he said, or like in like one of the intros to one of his songs, he said, I want to apologize to dramatic pause. Absolutely fucking no one. Um, that's wild. That's a wild fucking response, to be honest. And so Brittany posted on her Instagram um, that she is also not sorry. And then she privated her account. So drums major drums but like fuck wild PR move for Justin Timberlake this is the time you need to look sympathetic and you just aren't doing that at all over on Patreon I just covered a bunch of trending topics with Cam from what I will say which was very very fun covered some stuff that I haven't covered on this this show and I want to shout out Cassidy C and Miri for being amazing patrons thank you so so much for supporting my work in this way I really really appreciate it 
I hope you both have the best week. Over on my other podcast, Ready to be Romanced, I am covering The Duke and I with Haley Strong, and we cover Bridgerton season one. So even if you didn't read the romance novel that Bridgerton is based off of, come for the fun TV show chit chat. And of course, you can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. I hope you're safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I'm ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.